0: Welcome to Setting the Skeen. I'm Ben.
1: I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah.
0: And hey, we all made it this week. I'm so proud of us because you know it, it's it's been a rough you know year. It's been a year that's lasted what feels like twenty years. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. What does this have to do with anything, Ben? Well, I th- we we I just it's... watched
0: a movie that was also kind of a hot mess, just like this year has been. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: only where this year felt like twenty years. This movie, like, it's a speedy movie. Yeah. You know, but it's only an hour and 25 minutes. You you only feel like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah.
1: I think Doug is graying now, actually.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I think he's right. Okay, for the record, I actually do have gray hairs. Just saying, Ben, I know that you're going to ask me what movie we watched, and I'm happy to tell you, y'all, we watched The Cat in the Hat. Uh, Dr. Seuss's *The Cat in the Hat* from 2003, starring Mike Myers, uh, Spencer Breslin, Dakota Fanning, Kelly Preston, Alec Baldwin, and Sean Hayes. Oh, and Amy Hill. Uh, th- those are the main cast members. So I'll just list them all. Uh, this movie has a four out of ten on IMDb, nine ma- percent uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, a nineteen percent on Metacritic, and surprisingly has its highest rating off of Google in that it has a 79% uh, for Google. Now, um, as for budgetary things, this movie had a budget of $109 million. Uh, It grossed in the U.S. of A uh, $101 million and grossed worldwide $133 million. So barely made it back. Um, this movie is hot garbage. Um, but you enjoy. It, make money. It. Oh, it made money, and I laughed. The I think that's a compliment time. to hot garbage. This, I laughed so hard. Yeah, he really, we can attest he, really he, he
3: did laugh so yeah, hard. It's true. Like he laughed so much that we missed some of the jokes. But you know what? I don't care. <laughs> Because I'm sure they weren't that funny.
2: <laughs> but here's the thing. You know why we missed some of the jokes? Because I remembered the jokes, and I was like, funny jokes coming up. Funny jokes coming and up. And he would
1: laugh before the joke happened because yeah, he remembered how funny it was. And then yeah, he would, would
2: say
0: the joke while the joke was happening.
2: Yeah, I would.
0: So I guess you could say Doug's got a lot of experience with this
3: film. Uh, Tristan Elijah, have y'all seen it before? You know, this came out in 2003, and I saw it around 2003 or four, and uh, I thought, that movie was bad. And I haven't seen it since.
1: Uh, I didn't think critically about films until I don't know I was an adult a
3: couple
0: years ago when you joined the podcast.
1: I guess not really, but I mean, when I was when I was seven, when this movie came out, I didn't think that I didn't think about movies. I would I'd watch a movie and I would say that was pretty good. I just didn't watch movies that I didn't like.
2: You yeah, wouldn't you wouldn't watch a movie and then go home and sit down with your parents and be like, well. What can one say about the socioeconomic <laughs> struggle presented throughout the protagonist? One could say antagonist a lot about this movie. Of this film.
1: But I, you know, I, I just didn't think about that. And this is no exception. I saw it in theaters with my dad.
2: Ben, I know that both you and I have experience with this movie because. Uh, That's true. This is our second time doing a podcast on yeah. this movie.
0: Say, uh. This is our second ever redo episode. Doug and I talked about the cat in the hat for the first time on our
2: old podcast, Some Jerks Who Talk About Movies. Do you realize, though, that this is the first time that we've talked about it in the same room with each other? Yes, I did know that. Because back then, uh,
0: Doug was living in America, so we had to... uh,
2: Doug was a wee lad. So uh, (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) We got on uh, an audio call on Facebook Messenger
2: and recorded back when we also didn't have our own mics. Oh, I, at that point I had the mics and You had the mics. Yeah, and you did. I did not. Yeah, so
3: we got your crappy phone audio. Yeah. Doug, you
2: feel pretty strongly about Dr. Seuss? I do. Okay. And I'm also going to talk about this fact. I talked about this in the original uh review of this movie and I will talk about it now the biggest memory that I have of this movie is that my mother, Heidi Gooden, who I know has, is not listening to this episode, <laughs> no matter how many times I ask her to, I know that she hates this movie, and I know that it crushed her that I loved
1: it as a kid.
2: Um,
1: Why does she hate it?
2: Because she also loves Dr. Seuss. Oh. Um, yeah, no, so, so here's the thing. I think... Dr. Seuss, as a brand, is something that is so pure in the sense that, like, it does not play any side. It does not play any agenda, anything like that. Dr. Seuss is written for everyone. Now, we will ignore the fact that I'm pretty sure Theodore Geisel was, like, a self-declared communist or Marxist. And he was also a little racist. Yeah, yeah. But... (laughs) His books were written pretty much for everyone. And I think that's the biggest problem with his movies. Because his movies always are trying to appeal to specific audiences. And because of that... I think you need to clarify and
0: say the movie's based on his books. Because he was not directly involved with any
3: of
2: them. That's true. That's true. He was dead after any of these movies that were made. Before. Before. Sorry, yes. Um,
3: was he dead before the original animated Grinch movie?
0: No. Yeah,
2: that came out in like the 70s. Okay. That the, yeah. He was alive for that. But um, after they oh, did... That's also like a verbatim... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. After they did like... Because uh, they did a Grinch animated movie called The Cat in the Hat, or The Grinch Grinches The Cat in the Hat. Um, oh. Yeah.
1: I need, to, I need to see that
2: one. It's really not good. Um, uh, but uh, but anyway, um, after that, the Geisel Estate said, "I'm pretty sure he actually died very soon after that." But um, but they were like, "We're not gonna make any more movies because a lot of people started pulling the Dr. Seuss like characters and trademarks and like putting them on like just random like." Off-brand, like uh, fake logos and things like that. Like uh, the wife of Theodore Geisel, um, she short a T-shirt with the Cat in the Hat smoking out of a bong. Um, she quoted that as like a big reason why she didn't want to do movies anymore. Uh, and they're hit a point where they were like, "I don't think you understand just how much money we can make from this." And she was like, "Okay, fine, we'll try it." So they made The Grinch. They made How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, huge hit, uh, massively appealing at the box office. Everything was good. Uh, I, I still think generally enjoyed today. Yeah, still generally enjoyed today. Tristan for, and I love it, and Doug hates it. Um, <laughs> but and I think the wife of Theodore Geisel, I think she had mixed feelings about it. I'm
1: What have you seen Mike Myers doing after this movie, huh?
2: Shrek? Uh, The Love Guru, Shrek. Shrek came out before this. The other Shrek Shrek Uh, 2. Still, but he was already locked into the role at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean, they could
1: have recast him, but they weren't. My my point is, how many big Mike
2: Myers movies are coming out nowadays? They aren't. Do you think this
1: stopped his career?
2: I think it it was a big reason for why his career kind of crawled to a slow to a stop um i mean i think he still is doing stuff it's just nothing nearly as big as as what he used to do um
3: so how the grinch stole christmas with jim carrey definitely brought in a lot of money and they thought let's do it again so this movie tried to ride the coattails of the grinch movie
2: uh unsuccessfully yeah in fact uh the wife theodore geisel said uh you are no longer allowed to make live action versions of my husband's works
0: um and it is that that's still the case that probably nobody yet nobody is able to make a live action version of any dr seuss work which is why the ones that have come out have all been animated yeah whether it be horn here's the who the lorax i think there's
3: another there's there's another grinch that Uh, came out yeah another grinch that Grinch that came
2: out there's a cat in the hat show um I can't remember what it
3: There's the Green Eggs and Ham cinematic masterpiece. I'm kidding. That didn't happen.
2: Um, but uh, I wish. But I yeah. Watch that. So the anime versions, everybody's kind of like mixed on. Like Some people think they're good. Some people think they're terrible. What have you. Everyone agrees that Cat in the Hat is the worst Dr. Seuss movie. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Um. Now, that being said, still have a lot of fun with it. But let's look at why everyone thinks it's so bad. Um, for one thing, for one thing... Honestly,
0: I think you gotta start with the cat. Mike Myers.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this was...
0: Like, looking at the Grinch, you've got Jim Carrey, who, incredibly comedical actor.
2: Physical actor.
0: You try to get something similar with Mike Myers.
2: You try to get something similar with Mike Myers, and you missed. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you get... You get Mike Myers, who by and large is like a stand-up guy. He he does stand-up. He does a couple voices. But, like, I mean, physicality is not his thing. Which also makes me wonder, why on earth did they want Tim Allen to do this? I don't know, because that makes no sense. Right? That makes zero sense. I mean, he is kind of a physical actor. Not to the extent that... It would've made this film any better. Yeah, but I mean, can you think of another physical actor who could have done which what Carrie did? No. Uh kind it, of uh, at a loss. I mean
0: that's because it's Jim Carrey. Like, you're not gonna find Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, Unless you get Jim Carrey.
3: Yeah, and he um he he delivers joke after joke after joke. And some of them are pretty funny, but by and large, I think they're mostly stinkers. And he laughs at all of them. The cat himself laughs at all of his dumb jokes like they're the funniest thing.
1: He does.
2: It kind of goes off of that theory that, like, you know, if I tell you what I'm saying is funny, you will think it's funny by association. Uh Uh-huh. But at a certain point, at a certain point, you can call call crap gold all you want to, and it is still crap. Yeah. You can tell saying it's funny all you want to, but it still is not funny. Just
3: because you put syrup on it, don't make it a pancake. Remember that, kids?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: ben knows. It's true, ben I Ben knows I do. about pancakes and syrup.
0: It's true. I had some syrup on something last night.
1: It wasn't a pancake. It turned out not to be a pancake. It turned out not to be a pancake. turned ben, out it was Ben's couch. <laughs> ben was real. Ben, missed. don't put syrup on your couch. I'm Stop
0: sorry, it. Tristan. It just, it was calling to me, man. Hey guys, what's up? It's your old pal Ben. Y'all already know why I'm here. It's to interrupt this podcast with some announcements. Now, first, I just want to take a minute and thank each and every one of you for listening to this podcast. Because you know, there's probably some better things that you could be doing. Uh, I know finals are wrapping up for a lot of students. Uh, well, and I hope you do well. I hope you do good on them. Go, go rock those finals. Or if you're already done, congratulations, you're done. And what better way to celebrate than by listening to this podcast? Wow, just so proud of you guys. Uh, We are incredibly grateful for your support. Uh, And, you know, if you're looking for other ways to support us, I've got great news. I've got plenty of ways for you to do that. Uh, Easiest thing you can do, keep up with us on social media, keep listening to our podcast, tell your friends, because, you know... The more people you tell about us, the more people we get listening to us. And that is awesome. Uh, Some other things you can do. You can check out our merch shop uh, just in time for the holidays. We've got Tea with Doug G uh, buttons and stickers. We've also got some old Some Jerks who Talk About Movies buttons that would make some great stocking stuffers. Uh, Feel free to check all of that out at vitormedia.com slash merch. Something else you can do... um, we also have a Patreon uh, where we've got a bonus episode that will be coming up pretty soon here before the end of the year. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You definitely do not want to miss it. It is a great opportunity to get signed up for our Patreon. You can check all that out at patreon.com slash ViterMedia. Now, that's all I've got for you this week. Be sure, again, to check us out on social media. Check out all of the other Viter Media products that are out there. And now, let's get back to the show.
2: Yeah, so so there's also like another big reason that like this movie really turned off people from like live action Doctor Seuss movies, and that is the fact that this movie relies heavily on adult humor and del- and double entendres and innuendos. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think in general this is just a really bad script.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's a horrible script.
0: Like I don't know who wrote
2: it who approved it I, I, who I'll, said i'll look it up yeah I'll, this this will be a good movie i also have to say that i'm assuming that they let mike myers uh like improv a good little bit because i know that that's also a thing that he's very he's very good at yeah uh, that's how they got a lot of the wayne's world scripts well they jim carrey improvised a lot robin williams Oh, Robin Robin Williams Williams could have done it. Perfect. Robin Williams could have done it. He would have been very. He would have been old, late in his career, but he could have done it. So, um, I was reading through
0: the IMDb trivia earlier. Um, Dr. Seuss actually wanted to make a live-action Cat in the Hat film while he was still alive. One of the actors that he considered was Robin Williams. He also considered uh, Eddie Murphy.
2: Eddie Murphy, I think, could have done it.
0: Um, There are a couple other ones that he listed and none of them were approached except for uh, John Candy. Or, well,
2: he was not approached. Uh, I would say that... None of them were approached and John Candy had passed away at that point. Well, what's funny is that, um, because someone who I thought of when we said, like, who was a good... who would have been, like, a decent physical actor to do it, and my first thought was Chris Farley, but Chris Farley had passed away at this point, which is really funny because Chris Farley was supposed to be the voice of Shrek, and then he passed away and then Mike Myers got Shrek so yeah it's 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 something
1: this movie was written by three men and all three of them wrote prominently for Seinfeld
3: what um, in the world
0: I've never seen Seinfeld so I don't know how. one of them
1: was a was. Uh, showrunner was the showrunner for veep um, I don't know it's
2: a are. very it's very dry comedy like
1: not like this and it's Not actually, like this, like it's but, like, I mean, witty.
2: but, like, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, Dr. Seuss doesn't really call for dry humor. Like, that doesn't fit, like, the kind of humor that you're looking it for. It
0: also doesn't call for subtle adult humor.
2: Yeah. Like, it's got to be hardcore slapstick all the time. Um and I think that's part of the reason that why the Jim Carrey version was so well accepted. And, I mean, you can say what you want about you need to have adult humor in kids' movies to, like, give the adult something to latch on to. Dr. Seuss does not need adult humor. It does not. You do not need to try and alter Dr. Seuss to fit into your four-quadrant co- four model. You need to just do Dr. Seuss.
0: Honestly, that's why the... That animated Grinch special is still so good today. Yeah, because it's just the book. I agree. But with yeah, Boris Karloff reading it, yeah. and Boris Karloff has a freaking amazing voice.
3: Yeah, I mean that movie does still hold up. And you stop, you're a mean one, the right? Stage. There's yeah, there's no reason to stop uh, sharing that movie with kids. But this Cat in the Hat movie, no, no child should have to see this. <laughs>
0: Honestly, I feel a little bad for uh, Spencer Breslin and
2: Dakota Fanning
0: for having to be a part of this monstrosity.
2: I wouldn't feel that bad. They're both doing fine. I mean, yes, but okay. Actually, I can't say that about Spencer Breslin. I have no clue what he's doing. I think he's Dakota Fanning, okay. but Dakota Fanning's doing great. You know, yeah. she's on a she's on a pretty well regarded TV show right now. Uh, her sister's doing stuff with Disney. I mean, yeah. So, speaking of Spencer Breslin, I want to know.
0: Whose bizarre idea was it to have him have his pants hanging down so low the
2: entire movie? Because 2000s.
0: Yeah, but he's a child. Because
2: 2000s, man. Cargo shorts. I don't know, it was odd. But dude, 2000s, man. Cargo shorts.
3: Is this movie funny? Um... <laughs> Doug was laughing I laughed. super hard. I but laughed he's, a lot at it. He's hesitating to answer that question. I think
2: we go back to that discussion that I brought up a few weeks ago. Of is there there is a difference between a movie being funny and a movie being laugh worthy? I think there are parts that are funny. I agree. Yeah, it's it's funny about uh, the
1: the
2: first twenty minutes or the right. first twenty three minutes forty eight seconds. Right,
1: the first twenty three minutes. Are funny. <laughs> well, before the cat comes in, it's pretty dang hilarious. Yeah. And, like, it's fine. And then the cat comes in, and we're like, okay, the cat is like laughing at all of his jokes. He- he's a little much. He's a little much, but it's still funny. And then 23 minutes in, he decides, I'm going to appropriate a culture real quick <laughs> and cross dress. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and
3: bang coconuts on various parts of his body. S-
1: which is another, <laughs> which is a totally different crime.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: But now we're all uncomfortable now. We're all uncomfortable. Yeah, he
3: does. There's, there's some. There's a really uncomfortable scene where he checks out the picture of the kid's
2: mom. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and the mom's picture pulls out into it a is, pin-up poster. It is weird. <laughs> Jeez. He at least he acknowledges that it's yeah. But like I mean,
0: and then stuffs it into his chest. Yeah, he, does. Yeah, he does, right? Because
3: he's got a pocket there somewhere. He's a problem. Um, he's a jellico cat. You guys realize? It's- Shut up, <laughs> jellico. Yeah, um, jellico. Sh- yeah. So that up. actually brings up an interesting question.
0: Because uh, honestly, I think uh, Mike this- Myers' costume looks better than the cat that we see. It in does. Cats. No, like-
2: but let's please uh, stop on. talking about cats. Hold on. <laughs> he
1: sings so this leads me to hold on i'm just got a theory and i got a theory and
3: he comes from another dimension yeah
1: that's right uh look i look i'm not saying that this is true i don't know but i'm just saying maybe his other dimension leads eventually to the world that cats is in Cats. (laughs) Cats. <laughs> the movie Doug is leaving. This Doug. movie <laughs> is in <laughs> fact
3: a precursor to Cats.
1: Doug has put his mic down. He's stood up and he's bending, stretching. <laughs> he's taking a breather, I guess.
0: So, so uh, what
1: He says no. <laughs> yeah, what? that Look. So, I can't uh, is, I, what, what do you every think every the Cat in Hat's gel name is? Every Chris <laughs> Every time around Christmas, I have to make, I have to make a good theory. I did it. I did it with the with the snowmen.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Statues, I agree. You know. No. Just, no. Just accept
0: it, Doug. No. <laughs> so, what do y'all think of the rest of the costumes in
1: this movie? I mean, they're pretty, they're, they're they're fine.
2: I think the
1: costumes... <laughs>
2: the whole design of the movie is... Much like the set. sets. Yeah, exactly. ...are it's done pretty, pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Hey, it's almost cool. like this uh, film was directed by a set designer. Man, you love to just pitch one down the middle so we can swing, don't you? Um, <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Yeah, so the director of this movie is a guy <laughs> named Bo Welch. Now, Mr. Welch. Uh, I think this believe is Believe it his...
0: or not, this is the only movie he ever directed.
2: I was about to say, I pr- I know this is the first movie he directed. I don't know if he directed any others. It's
1: but not, it's not, not. It's not it, hard to believe. It ruined his career. But it's
2: totally not... It didn't ruin his career because he's still got work because Mr. Welch is primarily a set designer. Um, he did a lot of set designs for Tim Burton's uh, movies. Uh, I think Edward hands is like his most prominent uh, work. Um... Which it's really funny because clearly dude knows how to direct the set. He knows how to set everything up so that it looks very monochromatic. um, And looks...
1: He's married to Catherine (laughs) O'Hara.
2: Yeah, so I mean...
0: He also did a production design on Men in Black.
2: Okay. But yeah, like I mean, like, he knows how to design a movie. He knows how to get it looking the way he wants it to look. Directing a movie though is completely different. And I think that's part of the reason why Mike Myers just doesn't work in those so much is because his whole performance reads as someone who was la- who was told like, Hey buddy, you're funny. Go do your thing. Yeah. And that was it.
0: So quick update. This is the only movie that Bo Welch has ever directed. Uh he directed a few episodes. Or two episodes of The Tick. Oh, okay. He directed an episode of Secret Agent Man. Those were both in the early two thousands, and then he also directed five episodes of uh, Neil Patrick Harris as a series of unfortunate events. I'm
1: not surprised.
0: I am. Um, oh, okay. But
2: <laughs> maybe but, he learned something in those years because uh, a series of unfortunate events was actually really quality. What's funny also is the fact that like when he needs to design something to look like Seussian... It looks Seussian. The pens that they use to sign the contract are just like, yep those those are ripped directly out of a Dr. Seuss book. The car looks great. Everything looks great. It's when we get to the acting that's just like, oh no 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 no. no the no, acting no, and the no, writing. No
0: no, no no. I was about to say I can't leave out the writing there. Because I mean, you you can only act so well with a script that bad. Right. I don't,
1: I don't. I'm not even really offended by the Cat in the Hat's look. Like I think he looks fine. For the makeup, and...
0: Um, Honestly, I said, I think he looks better than what we got in Cats.
3: um, (laughs) I still find him freaky.
0: Yeah.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah, Yeah, he's out of place. I mean, that much is obvious, I think. Uh, I mean,
2: I think... I mean, I said this like before we started, but I mean, I think that's one of the biggest differences between Myers and Carrie, is because Carrie, it looks like one being. It looks like a fully fleshed out creature. The cat looks like a guy in a suit. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, and true. he looks restricted by that costume. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. Jim Carrey, like, became the Grinch.
1: I think it, I don't know if it, ha- I think it, I think it has to do with Jim Carrey's posture and the way that he carries himself in that costume, but I, I'm curious if it has to do with the design of the costume, too. Because Jim Carrey's hair, like, like, as the Grinch, like, the Grinch's hair is, like, wild and all over the place. Like, it's you can't really see a form very much. Like, it's not form-fitted as much as the cat's costume is. As it's like, like, if you look at the cat's legs, especially around his feet, like, he's just wearing pants. Like, it's just a little baggy, you know? Like, you can just see that. But it's hard to see that in Jim Carrey's costume with the hair and it's so wild, you know, it's just as yeah. much as a Grinch can look real. <laughs> You're right.
3: It's the most realistic looking Grinch I've ever encountered. <laughs> and honestly, it just looks like Jim
0: Carrey's
2: is having so much more fun than Mike Myers is, which is funny because that's totally the opposite
3: yeah, of how it those, actually was. He had those contacts in that bothered his eyes.
2: No, like stuff. Jim Carrey has gone on record as saying that like he got close to, he got what he would consider PTSD from doing the Grinch. Um, because of like how painful it was to stay in that makeup so long. Yeah, like, I mean, that makes sense, but
0: Mike Myers just doesn't look like he's having that great of a time.
3: Yeah, and still comparing the two, I mean, one scene that I know for a fact was improvised in The Grinch is the scene where he kind of uh, makes fun of uh, the director. I always forget his name, Ron Howard. Who we have a, a cameo by his brother, Cliff Howard, in this movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's, there's the scene where the Grinch puts on that director's cap and he kind of mocks around Howard a little bit and everybody thought it was funny and they kept in the movie. Um, that's, I mean, I think that's pretty clever humor for a children's movie. Then in this movie you get moments where like, the cat jumps over the fence and picks up a hoe that somebody kept in their front yard. And, and says the beautiful line,
2: dirty hoe. It was. I'm
3: sorry, baby, I love It you. was just... Not only was it random, the fact that there was a hoe in the yard, but then when he picks it up, I mean, it's
1: just
3: the lowest of low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of the jokes that he puts on is is I I almost said unfortunately, but it does I can't even grace it with unfortunately. It's like I it's like I don't even. It's not even. It's not fortunate. It's not even close to that. It's just.
2: What's really funny, though, is I think when Mike Myers gets to talking fast and he gets to where like he's spitting out jokes every single second, I think it gets better. It's when he like takes time and he's like, Are you ready? It's a knee slapper. Here we go. Yeah. yeah he really <laughs> Dirty <to> ho. Yeah. <laughs> and
3: of course he will laugh at his <laughs> own no joke.
2: But when he gets going, A's like, and he's like introducing the kids to the thing, and he's just like, you know, you may call him Thing A if you like. He will also accept Super Thing, Thing King, Kid, Diamite, Chocolate, Thunder. Or...
1: Yeah. He, he could be on. Like, he was on when the cooking show segment was, was there. Like, yeah. That's genuinely That was pretty funny. funny. Like, that's genuinely
2: funny. Yeah. So I guess
0: a question that I, I think would be good to talk about, that I feel like we've already kind of answered, but I want to bring it up anyway. There are parts of this movie that are good. There are parts of this movie that are really funny. Wow. What happened? Where Were did things, things go wrong? wrong? Well,
2: I think one thing is kind of what we said earlier where you know, you can give a funny guy uh very little direction and be like just go be funny and they can do well for a little bit. But if you don't give them like a good scripted backbone to like base everything off of, they're going to flounder
1: in about 20 minutes. They flounder.
2: Yeah. 23 minutes and 48 seconds to be exact,
0: which is interesting because Mike Myers,
2: the cat comes in shortly before that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think that's one thing is like, should a director be micromanaging every single thing that their actor does? No, of course not. But you have to have enough of a vision uh, and, like, an understanding of what you're trying to say uh, in order to direct it properly. Like, I mean, and that gets back to what I was saying earlier about Bo Welch. Like, clearly, he's directing the set and the costumes perfectly, and he knows what he wants those things to look like. I don't think he knows what he wants the performances to look like. I don't think he knows what he wants the message of the movie to be. Because, honestly, like, I mean, what is the message of this movie? Like, in the book, the message is very clear, you know, uh, it's okay to play, but there are rules to that. It's okay to follow rules, but you have to be willing to loosen up sometimes. This movie, I think that's what they're going for, but it gets so muddled by every other thing going on around it, and then they almost negate the entire movie by saying, by the way, we do know that we ran a movie this entire time, to manipulate you into believing this, this, and this. Uh, night, folks. And it doesn't work.
3: I think you summed that up nicely.
1: It doesn't work. Yeah. Good yeah. work.
3: So,
0: uh one thing that I know is different from the book going into the movie um I'd to add this cuz I thought it might be interesting. Um Alec Baldwin's character, the uh the mom's boyfriend.
2: How do you feel about him? Uh, yeah
0: giving the movie a villain of
2: sorts. Dr. Seuss movies don't need to have villains, y'all. Maybe an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, I can I can live with an anti-hero. I mean, heck, that's what an The Grinch is. The cat is
3: kind of an anti-hero.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, he is chaos embodied.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, Alec Baldwin's character was funny in the first half,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, well, his first scene. Well, when he's in a suit, Alec Baldwin is funny in this movie. When he takes the suit off, he is no longer. That's all I gotta say about Alec Baldwin.
2: Yeah. And like here's the thing, like I think Alec Baldwin is a very funny actor. I think he oh, I God. think he does some very funny stuff. Um I just don't think he was the right fit for this movie. I think that there are two performances in this movie that are funny every single time. And that is Mr. Hummerflube and Mrs. Quan. I think that both of them are funny. Yep. Yep. Because we get just enough of them.
3: Yeah. Because yeah. 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 Right. I
0: think if we got much more of either of them, it would have been
2: too much. I think also added from the also added that's not in the book is you actually see the mom. Mr. Hummerflip. Well, yeah, but I was going like <laughs> main characters like I'm pretty sure you never see the mom in the book. Um, or if you do,
0: it's just like... In it's the like peanuts the peanuts where it's, peanuts where it's just
2: like, yeah. Um, and what's funny, because... It's funny, because, like, Alec Baldwin leaves a very poor taste in your mouth. The mom... Like, what does she do? She does not... She serves no purpose to this plot. Um, She's there to set the rules.
1: Well, she, she does serve purpose. She's the timer. Like, at the end. Yeah. And she's also... Yeah, she actually... She sets... The rules, it's her house. I mean, at the end of the movie, when she's coming back, they have to get everything ready for her to return.
3: Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Tristan, because I think this movie could have done with more of that. It it wasn't structured enough, you know?
1: Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, we didn't have any, It like, it didn't, wasn't cut, like, I, I, I found myself thinking when they were cleaning the house, I was thinking, like, or even before that, when the house was being destroyed, I was like, what is the time scale? Like, what, what, what's, what, what's going on here? Like, how far is it? Does it take for her to drive into her neighborhood? Where is this place? Like, I'm confused about
2: how long it's going to take. I think this movie gets the term fast paced confused with rushed. Yeah, because it's fine to have a fast paced movie. I mean, heck, 1917, which is a movie that Ben and I both saw. I mean. You're in it. The minute it starts, it's just like, all right, we're going, and we ain't stopping until we get there. Yep.
3: This movie is, like, frantic. It's fast-paced without a plan. Yeah.
0: And then it just solves everything by saying, well, Deus Ex Machina, the cat just has something to do it. Yep. Oh, we need to chase that guy? Well, I got a car. Oh, everything's broken? Well, here, I got this thing that'll just magically fix everything. Oh, you think you uh, violated the contract? Well,
3: you learned your lesson. So there's actually another thing that... <laughs> yeah. He has a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. Yeah.
0: I don't know. And the rest.
3: <laughs> right. It
0: it just feels lazy.
2: I think the moment that you know that this movie is lazy is the moment where you see Paris Hilton in a crop top making a cameo for about 30 <laughs> seconds, and no one explains why she's there. Not 30 seconds. Try like three seconds. It feels like 30 oh, seconds. Honestly,
1: that, that whole scene just feels so, so out of place with the rest totally of the movie. It totally was. Yeah. Like they just happened
0: to randomly show up at some rave. It's like, hey, yeah, let's get some footage here. And okay,
3: bye. half the people there are wearing hats that look like the cats.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the. What was this? It doesn't. So, this movie, like this world that they're in, okay? They. So, in the movie, they leave the house for a little while because they're trying to find the dog. Um, because the dog is away, <laughs> dog, dog's running an errand, <laughs> so they have to go. He was on a business trip, so they have to go get the dog. But when they're out with the cat, they wreck their car. The cat wrecks his car. Anyway, they, they enter. Th- the town is normal. I'm trying to say the town is the way it has always been. Town, other than just you know the way it looks, I guess is unusual, but it's fine then they enter into this different realm underneath the town that is a party just always a party i, I can assume rave world it's not explained they like they're, like this it's not a part of the cat's world it's not in his box it's not seeping from his box it's very far away from his box so what is this world we've gone into where is it how yep. do I find it? Who made it? The cat didn't make it. Did he make it? Did the cat just create a room? Did the cat just create this... Whatever they went into, the sign? I don't know. They just went into a thing. They just went in there, and the cat said, Boom, I made a Why the frick was Paris Hilton in this movie? I've well, seen this room. That may be from.
3: the most important question.
1: But this All room... part of the cat's plan. Are you guys following me on this room?
2: Yeah, that's weird.
1: It doesn't make s- like. I don't now, know. following you on if this it was, room.
2: I don't know that I follow you on the room. If it was
3: Jennifer Hudson, that would have made sense, right?
0: <laughs> if it was I, th- I think it would Wells, have made less sense. That would have made sense because
2: right? of cats.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh.
2: I hate my friends. We love you too,
1: cats. Well, we gotta we have to mention cats. It's Cat in the Hat.
0: All right. Well, if this is your first time listening, uh, we use a pretty simple scale. It's just 1 to 100. You can kind of think of it like an American grade school scale. That's how we think of it most of the time. Uh, A, B, C, D, F, 100 means it is a perfect movie. It has absolutely no flaws. A 1 means that it is a steaming pile of turds.
3: Mm. Who wants to go first? Me. Elijah. 14. 14. That's the lowest score I've given a movie by far on setting the scheme. That is ten points because some of the jokes were funny, and
2: four points because Beans from Even Steven showed up. And almost was killed. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I'll um, go next. My mic's on mute. Yeah. Um, this movie, to me, is the epitome of, if a movie makes you laugh, is it funny? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: And I'm still trying to figure out that answer. Um, I'm going to give this movie a... 33 because i feel like i watched a third of what was a complete thought
0: (laughs) okay uh well i think this movie i i mean it definitely has some funny parts um but a lot of it's just bad most of it is bad (laughs) not very much is good uh I think I'm gonna give this a 23.
3: Tristan,
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> well, wowzers!
3: This is where he says I was gonna give it an 81, <laughs> but you guys have talked nope. me down.
2: Pick your score. Oh.
3: Pick it.
1: I was gonna give this movie a fifty-nine. Wow. Okay. Um, But when I heard the abysmal
2: (laughs) scores of all of you, nope, you gave it a fifty-nine.
1: I said I was gonna give it a (laughs) fifty-nine.
2: No, I'm not.
1: Give it a fifty-nine. No, I'm not. Because we all see this scale differently. We all think about it differently. That's okay. I'm not, I don't want to give it a 59. Okay, Tristan, what are you giving? I nine? said I was, Doug. I changed my mind. Can I, can I not change my mind? Are you the gatekeeper of scores now? I give this movie a 49. All right. You want to know why? Yes. I give this movie a 49? Because I was entertained the whole movie. <laughs> I, I admit, I admit it. I was entertained the whole film. Entertained me. I'm sorry. I apologize to whoever <laughs> I have to say sorry to. It's fine that
2: you're entertained through it. Dude, I was laughing my butt off the entire time. Whoever. I that, was very who, entertained. D-
1: ben, I'm sorry. Doug, I'm sorry. Elijah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was entertained. And, I, Listen, and I'm, no, I'm, I, dude, I'm glad you had a good time. And and I laughed for some of it, at least.
2: Dude, it's fine that you're entertained. It's fine that you give the movie a higher score than us. That's okay. So,
1: that's why I give it a 49.
0: All right, <laughs> sounds good. Well, uh, after plugging that into the patented scoreometer,
2: <laughs> we
0: get a final score of a twenty-nine point seven five, making this—I'm um, almost positive—the lowest-rated. I don't think it is. I think is it is. Is it not? Oh uh, well, one of the lowest-rated films we have talked about on this podcast.
2: Oof. <laughs> hey, hey, Doug.
1: Than than uh our old podcast? I don't we remember. We ranked it pretty high no, we the didn't. last time. Oh. We did. I think we did. Like, I think we gave it like a five oh, well. scale. Oh well. We have a website for that, you guys can look up the score.
0: Anyway, um, hey Doug, it's the holidays. But thanks. you know what? We missed a holiday a few weeks ago.
2: We we did. That's we right. Did.
0: The all important
2: life day. Uh which comes to us from the Star Wars universe. Which comes to us from the only universe. Right. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's our universe. It's just a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. And a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yes. And a long, long
0: time ago, back th- uh, all the way in 1970, George Lucas decided it would be a good idea to make a holiday special. Everyone so na- was doing them. Everyone was doing them. So we got this variety show
2: monstrosity
0: known as the Star Wars Holiday Special.
2: Which holds, I believe, our lowest score on Some Jerks Talk About Movies. Maybe. It's either that or Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Oh, no. Uh,
0: Anyway, next week, we're looking at Disney's shot attempt at a Star Wars Holiday Special. And
2: this time, it's in bricks
0: that's right we're reviewing uh the 2020 movie the lego star wars holiday
3: special
1: you might as well have gotten some pliers and pulled out every single one of my teeth <laughs> for you to
3: get that out of your so mouth long
2: to say that? What the heck?
3: <laughs> so it's the lego star wars holiday special released yes, in
2: 2020 oh. <laughs> we about to have some fun folks oh yeah it's gonna be a ton.
0: Uh, until then, uh, be sure to check us out on social media at Viter Media. You can also check out our website, vidermedia.com Check out all the other cool stuff that we do. And until next week, I'm
1: Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan.
0: I'm Elijah. And this has been Setting the Skeen. Y'all have a great week.